Welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast, where we exist to make Jesus famous. We hope this message is life-giving, encouraging, and challenges you in your walk with Christ. Podcast, August 21st, 2016. Hey, what's up, Foundations Church? Welcome to the podcast. My name is Bobby. I'm glad you came. How was your weekend? It was great to hear. Mine was mine was great as well. Thank you very much for asking. Now that we've got the small talk out of the way, let me tell you what's happening right now at Foundations Church. All right, so we had market day this past weekend, and it was great. We had pink lemonade, we had incredibly spicy pretzels, and we had an unwinnable game of inflatable basketball. I'm serious. It had to have been rigged. So now that you've seen what our Connect Group's about, and you've met us all, and then you know the kind of rigged games that we like to play, are you signed up for a Connect Group? Because you should be. This is something we really believe in here at Foundations Church, and this is where our growth and our life together happens. So be sure to uh, find your Connect Group leader and get plugged in. They're all starting within the next couple of weeks. Anyway, I'm done with that. We also have a great event coming up this next weekend called, not weekend, it's going to be on Tuesday. So it's, anyway, go to the Facebook. It's called Man Day, and it's all day long, and we've got different sizes of chainsaws, uh, and we've got lots of meat, and it's going to be at the Kunkel's house. And if you need to know anything about it, like where it is, you can email chadcraig at chadcraig1 at cox.net, or you can just check out the Facebook. Anyway, without any further ado, here's our pastor, Justin Graves. Everybody here. If this is your first time, we want to say a huge welcome to you. We are glad that you are here. My name is Justin Graves, and um, I have the privilege of being the lead pastor here. Hey, I've got a few things before we step into our message this morning. Um, And the first one is this. Uh, We have a lot of the ORU girls soccer team and guy soccer team um, coming here. I guess you would call that the women's soccer team and the men's soccer team. Um, And they actually, like most of the women's soccer team was here. They have a game at one o'clock today, so it may be a little hard for some of you to get there. But a lot of the guys come here and they have a game at six o'clock tonight at ORU. I think it would be awesome if some of our just Foundations Church family wore our Foundations Church and showed up and cheered the guys on and the girls on and just showed up. It's absolutely free, um, so you can go. That's just an unapologetic plug to support our uh, guys from ORU and our girls from ORU. So, hey, there it is. Um, Second thing I have for you. See, it's free. Everything I'm talking to you about today is free. doesn't cost you anything. I should be like a car salesman. Um, Today... Um, I want to talk to all the men out there. If you are a man in this place, please don't leave me hanging here. Give me a grunt right now. There you go. There you go. We at Foundation Church are still crafting and making our men's ministry, and we're learning as we go along. And um, one of the things we are wanting to do this fall is 
actually next Tuesday, August 30th. Um, so this is on our website, on our Foundations Church app. If you haven't downloaded our app, make sure you download our app. Um, but August 30th, we are doing something that we really got creative on the naming of it that we're calling Man Day. Um, and uh, when, when I think of men's ministries growing up, I think, wah, wah, you know, it just, it's like a bunch of hundred-year-old men drinking coffee at Daylight Donuts. That's what I think of. And um, we want it to be something you actually want to come to, you want to bring your friends to. And so August 30th at Kevin Kunkel's, um, it's actually him and Becky's, Carter, it doesn't belong to you, sorry. Um, but uh, Kevin and Becky Kunkel's house, we call it the Rock and K Ranch, I believe. He's got a bunch of land. And um, we are going to be blowing stuff up, not his house, um, but we're going to be shooting skeet out there. They They've got a stocked pond. We're going to be fishing. We're going to be playing basketball. There's going to be like great food to eat. And we're going to be giving something that goes so hand in hand with what I'm talking about today to help us learn how to act like men. That's our whole theme is learn how to act like a man. Now, some of us, we're disgusting and we act like a man in that way. But we want you to act like a man like God intended it. And so August 30th at 630, it's a Tuesday night. At 6.30, you ain't got nothing going on, so shut up and get there. 6.30 at the Kunkels, it's all free. We're not gonna sign you up for a chain email. Well, we may do, I don't know. Uh, but get there, invite your friends. Um, August 30th, it's gonna, be, it's gonna be fantastic. So, hey, today I'm, we're, we're in a series called In the Moment, and like when the video's playing, I feel like a caged animal because I'm just ready to go. And today I'm gonna be speaking on something that I am talking to you from a, a, a place of, I struggle with this. I, I struggle at, 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 at really doing this, and I think for every single one of us, no matter our age, we probably at some point in time in life struggle with what I'm getting ready to talk to you guys about. How many of you have been watching the Olympics the last few weeks? You've been watching and cheering and everything else. Um, I, I love watching the Olympics. I, I, I will admit it, when I start watching the Olympics, I start acting the Olympics out. The other day, there was fencing on the TV and I hopped up like this, because you have to put your feet like you're like from Holland or something. And you... I went on guard like this and Chloe was watching with me and she knew exactly what I was doing. She jumped up and she went on guard and so we played um, fencing with our fingers and she about broke my whole hand um, at one point. Um, but, but we went to somebody's house and we were swimming and we raced and we were doing the whole butterfly thing because that's what you do when you do watch the Olympics. You start imitating it. And, um, you know, we've been watching all these people, whether it's Usain Bolt, whether it's Michael Phelps, whether it's Simone Biles, um, all, all these different people. And for me, for me, I don't want to watch the, the semifinals, the qualifying heats. I want to see the real deal. Just give me the, the medal round and, and let me see who won. And they get their like, you know, their five minutes of fame unless they're Ryan Lochte and his just keeps going on and on and on. Big liar. Over-exaggerated. That means you lied. If you, if you, if my kids ever say, dad, I just over-exaggerated, I'm gonna be like a liar. You are a liar. Anyways, um, you know, we, we notice these people for like five minutes or a week or they're gonna get their face on a, a special K or a Wheaties or what, whatever it is. 
And we, we, man, they did so great. But what got them to that podium wasn't just that they showed up to the Olympics. is isn't that Michael Phelps showed up to the pool and just started swimming. No, no, no. It was the practice leading up to the Olympics. It was the years of training that they put in to the Olympics. They owned the moments that nobody else saw that what, so that when they got to the moment that when everyone was watching, they owned that moment. I love the quote that says, a champion is not made in the ring, he's simply recognized there. I think that's very true of us when it comes to our Christian walk. For a lot of us, I, I truly believe that we think that Christianity is made or broken in like these, these mountaintop, life-changing moments. But can I tell you, that's just not it. There's gonna be life-changing moments. There's gonna be like mountaintop experiences that blow your mind, absolutely. But I tell you what makes a true man or woman of God? It's the everyday moments. It's owning the everyday moments of your life, the mundane moments, the going through the motions moment. It's owning those moments. John 10, verse 10 is one of my favorite scriptures. Um, and Jesus talks about why he came to earth and, and contrasts Satan's purpose in our life and his purpose. And he says, a thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Satan wants to steal your identity, steal your purpose from you. He wants to totally kill the dreams that you're thinking about having that God's put in you. He wants to kill the promise that's God given to you and he wants to destroy your reputation. He wants to destroy your life. But Jesus said this, but I came, I came to give life. And I love the way it says in the new century version, it says, and life in all its fullness. Life in all, I, I came that you may have life in all its fullness. Fullness. And can I tell you, for, for me, for I think for our society, for our generation, one of our biggest fears is that we're going to miss out. That we're going to halfway live life and we're not going to live it to its fullest capable potential. We, 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 we think, man, I just, I just don't know if this is going to line up. Two weeks ago, I did a, a funeral for my Mima. And my Mima was 92 years old. She was the epitome of John 10, 10. In fact, I, I spoke this message at her funeral. And I, I'm not really, I, I, she was, my Meemaw was one of my all-time favorite people. She just, she loved life, she lived life, she loved the Lord, she raised great kids. I mean, she lived life in all of its fullness. And, 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 and I just sit here and I'm like, man, I want to live my life that way, not what I'm capable of, but what God is capable of doing through me. I think a lot of us, we've just settled for what we're capable of instead of what God is calling us to, instead of what God is capable of doing in and through us. But many of us, the reason we're not living this full life, we're not living life to its full potential in God, to where we're living life with very limited regrets and we're living it with purpose and promise is because we don't own the small moments. We don't own the everyday moments. And so how do you, how do you kind of, how do you do that? Especially when you're a mom or a dad, you, you own the moment of being a parent. When you're a husband or a wife and you own the moment of being a spouse. When you're a student, how do you own that moment when you're an employee or an employer? How do, how do you own that? How is there purpose 
in that, well, I will tell you this, John 10, 10 will never, ever, ever become a reality in our life if we don't constantly have a continual experience with the Lord. And our first point is simply this, you can't have a full life without a daily experience. You can't have a full life, like Jesus said, I came that you had have life and life in all its fullness. You can't have it without a daily experience. Now I know that sounds like, oh, so you're saying I have to have an hour long devotion. That's not what I'm saying at all. But what I am saying is that the biggest enemy to every day is every once in a while. And many of us are, are man, our, our relationship with the Lord, the only time we get in his presence is when we come to Sunday. The only time that we experience God and we have an experience with the Holy Spirit is when we come into this place. And it's about you having a daily experience with the Holy Spirit because Jesus said that you, he came that you may have life and have it to the full, but you can't do it outside of his presence. Man, as, as a follower of Christ, there is a war waging in you every day. And it is a, a, a war that is waging between your sinful nature and your spirit-led nature. Because your sinful nature, man, even though you have died to it, it still has a way of creeping its ugly head back up in your business, doesn't it? It wants to take you this way. And the only way you're going to step into the fullness that God has called you to is if you feed your spiritual nature, your spiritual life. The only way you're gonna have this fullness is if you stay connected, if you have a daily experience with the Holy Spirit. Jesus said this in John chapter 15, verse five. It says, yes, I am the vine, I am the source, and you are the branches. You are an extension of me. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. Your life will be fruitful. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Apart from having this relate, apart from remaining in him, of abiding in him. That just means to linger, to stay, of abiding in the, abiding in the vine, abiding in the vine, love, joy, peace, mom, that is always mine. Hey, you, some of you know that song from church, Long Days, and you're like, I'm glad I never went to your church and you don't lead worship, me too. When we learn to abide, the Bible says this in Philippians 4.13, that through Christ, I can do all things. But Jesus says this in John 15, but apart from me, you can't do anything. You can do nothing apart. It, it's crucial. I'm not trying to be legalistic today. I'm just saying, man, if you're going to step in the fullness that God has, and hear me, man, you can't blow it big enough. God has a plan and a purpose for you. But if you're gonna step into it, man, you gotta have a daily experience with the Holy Spirit. You gotta have a daily experience to live life to its fullness. Because here's what I, and this is just true, what we invest in or ignore every day brings a compound effect. What you and I invest in every day brings a compound effect. It's like retirement. We invest in, hopefully you are investing in retirement. 
Some of you are like, what's that? Um, hopefully some of you are investing in savings or some sort of retirement into a, an IRA or a 401k or some sort of retirement plan and you build that retirement over time and there becomes a compound interest that starts happening because you just start making money on what you've put in and not necessarily what you continue to put in because you've been putting it on a continual basis. And can I tell you, it's true in life too. What you and I invest in or what we ignore, we either reap the benefits or we pay the price. And some of us, some of us, we've drifted into trouble instead of drifting into purpose because you don't drift into purpose. Can I tell you, you just don't drift into saving and into retirement, investing in your retirement. No, 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 no. You discipline yourself there. You discipline yourself to your purpose, but can I tell you, you, it's real easy to drift into trouble. Amen. It's so easy. Some of you, your marriage, man, you, you've, you don't know where you drifted apart. You, you don't know when that person that sleeps next to you, maybe you don't even sleep in the same room anymore, but you just, you just drifted. And you can't put your finger on it, but man, you're just like, I, because we drift into trouble, but great marriages don't just happen. You're investing in them on a continual basis. And after a while, you reap the benefit of your investing in your marriage and you have a great marriage and you've stayed connected. What we invest in or what we ignore, we either reap the benefit or we pay the price. For all the parents out there, make this a little personal. Many of us, we have outsourced our right as a parent. We've outsourced our responsibility as a parent. And we let our kids be raised up by the tablet, by our, our computers, by Netflix, by Hulu, by TV. And we just, wait. Hey, Hey, here it is, you know, and we don't know why our kids don't know the word of God. We don't know why they don't have Christian attributes or, or Christ-like attributes in their life. Man, church has become an option instead of a must. Well, if you don't want to go this time, I guess we'll, no, 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 no. Stop being their buddy. Stop being their friend and step into your responsibility as their spiritual leader and parent. I'll tell you, the other day, we played Bible trivia at my house. I don't know if any of you remember like the Bible trivia board game from like the 1980s, um, but it has like a rainbow on it and you move up the rainbow. Um, some of you are like, I thought that was a different game. Anyways, um, we were playing Bible trivia and we had a section of cards that were for the kids. And um, we, we, we started asking one of the questions. In fact, it was who said, I am the vine, you are the branches. Apart from me, you can do nothing. I forget which one of my kids said it, but one of them said, David. And I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I have, I've totally failed. I have totally, and you know what I didn't do? Here's what I didn't do. I didn't call Sammy and I'm like, hey, Sammy, we need to have our monthly meeting tomorrow. Because you aren't teaching my kid the Bible. I mean, they don't even know who said, I'm the vine, you're the branches. They think it's David, David. At least they knew David. You know, some of you are like, my, you get a new David. It's, I, I didn't say, well, the church just isn't teaching my 
kid the word of God. The, the church needs to go back to Sunday school so that there were, no, 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 no. It is my responsibility as a parent. And you know what that did for me? It opened my eyes that we need to be in the word as a family. We need to be reading the Bible as a family. We need to have our girls reading the word for themselves and having an experience of God for themselves. That's my job. I can't outsource that because what I invest in or what I ignore, I will either reap the benefit as a parent or I'll pay the price. Because you know what your kid, the word says, your word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against God. In order to hide something, you have to possess something. And some of your kids don't even possess the word of God in their life. So there's no way they can hide it to bring it back to when they're really struggling. It's our job, parents. We can't ask what we invest in every day. Not just when they get back from camp, but every day. But Justin, that's exhausting. I get it. I get it. But what we invest in or what we ignore, we either pay the price or we reap the benefit. Because once again, you don't drift into your purpose. You discipline yourself there. Let's talk about ourselves. You know, for some of us, we just want the cop out of, well, you know, hey, this is, this is just who God made me. I am a jerk, you know, and we just... I come home and I let my kids have it and I, my wife didn't cook the right dinner or she says something to me, I let her have it because I'm a boss. Come home, I kick the dog, I kick the cat, which you can kick a cat, that's fine, it's a cat. Um, but <laughs> I'm playing. Some of you cat people are like, I hate that guy. Um, we'll work on that next week. We'll talk about hate. But, <laughs> and you just say, well, I, if, if you were me, if you were me, if you had to deal with what I had to deal with at work, you would act like me too. And, and we stop working on ourselves. We, we stop working on ourselves daily and we just say, well, this is just my thorn in the flesh. This is just what I struggle. It doesn't mean just because you have something you struggle with or something that's your thorn in your flesh that you don't work on it. God didn't make you a jerk. You just drifted there. Ooh, got quiet you got to purpose yourself to be the man or the woman of God that God has created. God didn't create you. Oh, I'm going to get in trouble with some of you. Not with my wife because she's not this way. Praise God. God didn't create you to be an ag. Just saying. Some of you need to listen to Elsa and let it go, let it go, let it go. Your husband knows if you leave him alone just for a little bit. <laughs> but you, ah. You kids and you dis, no, 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 no. God, God didn't create you, you, you drifted there. God didn't create you to be a selfish person. Your marriage can't survive a selfish person. You just drifted there, but you discipline yourself to be a generous person. God didn't create you to be this person that's a liar. You just drifted to being a liar because it was easier, but you discipline yourself to be a truthful person, an honest person person. God didn't create you, man, to be a person that cheats all the time and, and is looking to cut the corners. No, you just, you just drifted there. You cut the corners on being a parent. You cut the corners on being a student. You cut the corners on, on, in business. You cut the corners with your kids. You, cut, you just cheat. But God, if you're going to be a person of integrity, you discipline yourself there. Because hear me, and you can't do this on an everyday basis unless you remain in him.
Because apart from him, the word says this. It just says it. You can't do it. You can't be the parent. You can't be the spouse. You can't be the student. You can't be the employee. You can't be the employer. You can't be the friend that God has called you to apart from him. Let me talk to my ORU students just for a second. I, 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 I understand that you go to chapel. We went to chapel every day at Bible college. We had dorm devotions on Thursday night, so we're at six now. We had to go to Sunday morning service. We had to go to Sunday night service. That's eight weeks, eight, eight days of services. And you know what? When I, got, when I was in college, I'll be real honest. I had no personal devotional life. I had no time where I was reading because I was force fed. But hear me right now, it's crucial that you spend personal time, that you have an everyday experience because it's not about being force-fed, it's about remaining in him because apart from him, you can't do nothing, because you can't do anything. Because here's the truth, is when we allow ourselves to get separated, we become spiritually deficient. We become spiritually deficient. Let me give you the definition of deficient. It simply means this, lacking some element or characteristic, inadequate, Lacking some element or characteristic inadequate. That's what it is to be deficient. When you, when you get a cold, or maybe you have a vitamin D deficiency or vitamin C deficiency, and you go see a doctor, they'll tell you, hey, you need to start taking a vitamin C pill, or you need to take a vitamin D pill, and they'll give you a supplement to help that deficiency, to, to offset that deficiency. But when we get a cold or we feel a cold coming on, what do we do? We go get all the vitamin C and we chunk like 20 tablets out and we're stuffing them down our face in one day. And we think, ah, oh, that, that'll, that'll take care of it. And we wanna get over it fast. And we wanna fix it fast. But I was talking to a doctor. He's like, your body can only process so much vitamin C. It's about continually putting that vitamin C or that vitamin D in your body to help your deficiency. It takes a daily dose. It takes a daily continual effort to to kind of make up for the deficiency. And can I tell you, every single one of us, we're deficient on our own. And you may not like to hear that. I don't want, I, I try to do it on my own. And we become spiritually deficient. It, it's not that sin is greater. Hear me, hear me. It's not that sin is, is greater in you. It's just you've allowed sin to have more access to you than you've put God in. You're, you're allowing sin, man, you're in this world, there's sin all over the place. And you're in it, but you're not remaining over here. And so this seems to be bigger than this. But Jesus said, man, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. It's bigger, the spirit of God is greater in me than the things that I'm struggling with around the world. But the problem is we don't remain in him, we don't abide in him. And First Chronicles chapter 16, verse 11, David said this. He said, search for the Lord and for his strength. You gotta search, continually seek him. Continually seek him. This doesn't have an age limit on it, continually Seek him continually. Abide. If we're gonna live this purposeful life to all of its fullness, man, we gotta continually seek him. So what's the solution for it? Because here's the problem. Here's where a lot of us are. So, so what's the solution? It's our last point, and it's simply this. We have to surrender our everyday life every day. Sounds simple. 
Man, this, I, 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 can, <laughs> I can sing songs about surrendering all day long. And I can raise my hand and I, man, I can belt it out. I can, I can talk to you about how you need to surrender your life and your control issues and you need to put your hands out. But can I tell you, I just stink at this. When, when we go on road trips, I do not want my wife to drive. Why? Because I want to go the speed I want to go. I want to go as fast as I want to go. I want to go where I want to go, when I want to go. I want to get as close to a car. If they're not getting on the stinking on-ramp at a fast speed, go. You know, just, I had it happen this week. I was like, just go, you know, and Kate Chloe was like, why aren't they going? Um, train up a child. It's like, this is why you accelerate on the on-ramp. Um, anyways. I'm a, I, I, I want to be in control. And you know what? It's not just in my driving, it's in life. It's, it's in the church. It's in the way the church is going. God, I just want you to do this. Can you do this? Can you, can you create us to be changed people who, you know, growing people who are changing? Because that's what we're talking about today. But can you, can you accelerate that? Can we be a microwave church instead of a crock pot church? But can I tell you, God works best with crock pots may take them a while, but it tastes a lot better and there's substance to it. And I can talk to you about surrender. Man, I struggle with this. And, and where I've got to go back to, where you've got to go back to, is surrendering your everyday life every day. It's surrendering the things that you hold on to that you, you, you excuse because it's no big deal. Well, it's not that big of a deal. No, it's a big deal because you're still holding on to it. Check out what it says in Romans chapter 12, verse one through two out of the message. It says this. So here's what I want you to do. God helping you, because you can't do it on your own. Take your everyday ordinary life. You're sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Can I tell you, God won't take it. He's not gonna make you you got to place it. you got to surrender it. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit in without even thinking. And I want us to stop just for a second because I think where a lot of us, we think, oh, I would, I'm not going to dive into the, to the drug action or, you know, all, these, all the different things, the culture that the world is doing right now because I know the Holy Spirit's telling me that it's wrong. But can I tell you where we are blending into our culture is the way we do our schedule. The way that our everyday life is lived, well, I just don't have time, I'm too busy, I'm too busy. And we make time for the things we want to, but we don't make time for the thing that is essential. That man, if, if we understand apart from him we can do nothing, then we're gonna make time. We're not just gonna be another part of the culture, we're gonna take time to remain in him. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit in without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you, develops well-formed maturity in you. And that's the goal. My wife is doing something, I'm closing with this. My wife does something right now when she prays that I totally steal from her. She, she is like me, she has control issues. We both have control issues. 
And when she prays now, she just gets on her face, like completely face down and just puts her palms up to just say, God, I'm done. I'm just done with, with trying to be a mom in my own power, trying to be a pastor's wife in my own power, trying to be a friend, trying to be a wife to that mess up there. I'm done. <laughs> and you know what? I think that's what Paul's talking about when he says, his strength is made perfect in your weakness. When you finally realize, man, I can't do this on my own. And I need you to come alongside me and I need to abide in you. Because some of you, you know what? Your marriage isn't gonna make it if you don't surrender it. You're not gonna make it as a parent if you don't surrender it every day. Some of you are so close to burnout. You're so stressed out. And you're not gonna make it if you don't abide daily in the vine. Some of you students, you're freaked out. You're full of fear. You're full of anxiety. How am I going to pay for college? Am I going to get a job? Am I going to meet my significant other? And you're trying to plan everything else. And you're not going to make, you're not going to enjoy college. You're not going to enjoy if you don't learn to, just to surrender it. I'm telling you as a person that is driven, I struggle with this. I struggle just coming before the Lord and saying, man, I surrender my kids. I surrender my talents and my abilities. I surrender, found it's not my church, God. It's your church. I surrender my dream. Oh, it's easy to surrender the things you want God to take, but when you start having to surrender the things you want to hold on to, it's a whole other, and that's what, man, surrender your everyday life because apart from Him, apart from our source, we're not capable of living this full life on our own. And when we come to the place where we learn to surrender our everyday life, where we're able to hand it over. Let me, let me read you out of Isaiah 58, what happens. In Isaiah 58, the chapter talks about true and false worship. And it says, some of us go through the motions, but nothing has changed. Why? Because we never let it go. And but he says, if you come to a place where you truly worship, where you truly surrender it, here's, here's what happens. Isaiah 58, verse 11, it says, and the Lord will continually guide you satisfy your soul in scorched and dry place. It doesn't say that you're never going to go through hard times, but it says in the midst of going through the difficult moments of the dry moments of the, of the hot scorching places of life, your soul will still be satisfied and give strength to your bones and you will be like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. That sounds really great. And for some of you, this is what you're longing for. And I'm telling you, this is the life God has for you. Man, Isaiah 58, 11 can be a reality for you, can be a reality for me. If we learn to surrender our everyday life every day so that we may remain in him because in and through Christ, we can do all things because we're drawing on his strength because he's the source. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. And Lord, for some of us in this, in this place, man, I know right where they're at. All oh, their situation may be different. Their circumstance may be different. 
but I get it. And Lord, we're in this place and we're tired because we've been doing it our way for so long. We've been in control and man, we've, we really do. We have the best intentions. We think if I just do this, if I just do that, it's gonna fix it. But God, uh, your word is simple. You're the vine, we're the branches. us and you tell us to abide, to remain in you. Because if we get disconnected, we can't do anything. We can't live John 10, 10 out. We can't live the fullness that you have for us. But Lord, if, if we remain in you, then Isaiah 58, 11 becomes a reality and you will continually guide us. Even when we don't know what's coming next, even when we don't know what to do, you will continually guide and direct our steps because we're not leaning on our own understanding, but we're leaning on you. Lord Jesus, when, when we're going through dry and hard times, God, you will strengthen us. You'll be a source of refreshment. Lord, I pray for those in this place that God, this morning, we just come before you and I pray even if it's reluctantly that we would let it go, that we would surrender it all to you. And the Lord, is this song that we sang today, that you, Holy Spirit, would come and consume us. God, that we would just abide and be consumed by your presence and we would be led and we would be directed by you so that we may live life to its fullness every day. And we would own the everyday moments because it's the sum of our everyday moments in our everyday life that leads us to the full life that you're calling us to. Lord, I pray, speak to us and let us discipline ourselves there and not drift away from it. It's in Jesus' name I pray with heads bowed and eyes closed if you're here today. For some of you, this is your moment right now. Maybe you've never asked Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior. We want to give you that chance. You may, you may be here and you know what? You just didn't remain. You didn't remain in the vine and you have drifted and, and man, you just drifted into trouble. And today, you just need to get things right with the Lord. You need to recommit your life. This first service, we had five people raise their hand. Can I tell you, God, this is your moment. This is your moment of living that full life. And when I get to three, if that's you, would you just raise your hand and we're gonna lead you in a prayer that's gonna change your life. It's gonna change your now and your forever. But you gotta own the moment. One, two, three. Is there anyone here today? You say, Justin, that's me. There's one hand. There's two hands. Is there anyone else? You say, Justin, that's me. There's three hands. Is there anyone else? You say, Justin, man, that's me. There's four hands. Is there anyone else? You say, Justin, that is me. I see your hand. There's five hands. Is there anyone else? You say, Justin, that's me today. Man, I, I just, I, I, I've not remained and I need to get things right with him. Would you just join these five hands before we go before the Lord in prayer? raise your hand if you please repeat this prayer after me and mean it from your heart Jesus I come before you today and I confess that I have sinned and that I've messed up but I ask for your forgiveness Jesus I turn from the life that I was living to take hold of the life you have for me 
Lord, help me to abide, to remain in you as I confess you as the Lord and Savior of my life. I'm going to live for you the rest of my days. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And amen. Can we give these five individuals a raise their hand? A huge round of applause. What an awesome, awesome moment. Believe, belong, become. Join us in our vision here at Foundations Church. Services are every Sunday at 9 a.m. and 1045 a.m. And our youth service voltage is every Wednesday at 7 p.m. To find out more or get connected, join us online at foundationschurch.tv. We hope that you enjoyed this message. If you have any questions or want to reach out to us, you can email us at info at or visit our website at foundationschurch.tv.